Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, My father, if it be possible, let this chalice pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Behold, the hour is at hand, And the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. St. Luke tells us that his sweat became as drops of blood falling onto the ground. And that an angel came and comforted him. It's difficult for us to think of our Lord being sorrowful and troubled, even to death. But we have to remember always what he was viewing. He wasn't viewing only his suffering and death. He was viewing the reason for it. In other words, he was seeing all the sins of humanity pass before his eyes in an instant. Your sins and my sins, the sins going back to the beginning and the sins to the end of time, all passed before his eyes. Is it any wonder that he would sweat blood at the sight of such a thing? What makes it even worse is that he is perfect innocence. Only the innocent really understand the horror of sin. You and I do not. We may understand the horror of certain types of sin, but ordinarily we become rather comfortable with it, especially our own. But innocence sees sin for what it is, and perfect innocence and divine innocence sees it even more so. The pain was not only watching the sins, but seeing it in relationship to himself, that this would be what he would die for. He wasn't dying for the virtues of humanity. He wasn't dying for your talents or my talents that he gave us anyway. He wasn't dying for our holiness or even our aspiration to be holy. He was dying for the darkest side of us and to see all of that pass before his eyes. And then he asked the disciples to do one thing, to spend an hour with him, just one hour 
says, watch and pray. And they slept. They weren't all that worried. They kept on sleeping, even when he went back to them. And so as a result of that, as I said last week, when the moment comes, they are unprepared. All they have are their own talents, their own strength, their own virtues, and they are nothing. They cannot stand up to the forces coming against them. They will not be with him. They will not remain with him. They will not be his friends. And again, they will deny that they even know him. So, you and I then have the great joy of being in the presence of the Master, especially right now. But many times, whenever we want to, and we come to watch and pray with him. We come to be strengthened so that when the moment comes, and it comes all the time, we will be prepared for whatever it is. However great the power is coming against us, however great the temptation, however great the fear, we will be able to meet it because it is his strength that is operative and not our own. So let us pause now for a few moments in the presence of our divine Lord and reflect upon what he went through and reflect upon his presence with us now, since this is the same Lord who went through what we just heard. 